This episode is dedicated to Rachel Tumpliski. She was a good friend of mine. She was taken too soon, and that was very unfortunate what happened. She was 20 years old. This episode is dedicated to you. Rest in peace. Let's have a little moment of silence. episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's me, the gracious host with the most, the Radical Latino, also known as the Mauricio Nando Fiend. <laughs> What's going on, my people? What's up? Um, did y'all... How was y'all week to, uh, th- this week? You know, a lot of things happened. Uh, to me, a lot of things happened. But, um... What's popping up, people? You know, like um, there's a there's a there's a lot of things to talk about. Well, actually, you guys already see the the, the title of this episode, and it's gonna be kind of a long episode. Um, this is part two of understanding white supremacy. Um, if you guys listen to part one, I break down um the three of the nine rule um, ways white supremacy affects us um, every day. You know, the different activities between people, how it affects us. The nine the nine ways. Um, I don't really break it down the nine ways. I just, you know, I'm, I'm making this a three-part thing. So the first one was three parts. This one is going to be three ways. And the other one, and the next one is going to be three ways. Um... So with every every episode that I do, I'm gonna give you guys two rules of white supremacy racism, and then breaking down the three uh, the three ways the three activities of white supremacy. So before we even start, um, did you guys see that whole permanent permit pat, patty situation? I know it's kind of a long thing like shit is old but I never really touched on it but it's kind of crazy um there was a situation for those who don't know of a white woman um basically harassing a little black girl selling water you know and she was basically saying oh do you got a permit do you got a permit do you got a permit you know what I mean and you know, the mom or whatever was filming her, and she was just like, you know, this is not right. But she, you know, she started hiding, calling the cops. I'm gonna call the cops and all that shit. But if everybody's seen that video, you know what I'm saying? Then she went on the news. Yeah, she went on the news talking about, um. You know what happened? I'm, I have a I have a clip to show you guys. Hold on. For two hours, she listened to her eight-year-old neighbor loudly selling bottled water in front of her apartment building. 
I just couldn't get any work done. Edel says when she asked her building security guard to intervene, nothing happened. So she came out to talk to Jordan Rogers' mother. I said, please, I'm, I'm trying to work. You're screaming, you're yelling, and people have open windows. It's a hot day. Can you please keep it down? You know, do you have a right to be here? Edel says she questioned whether the girl needed a permit to sell water. Thank you. Then says she called police to ask them if indeed a permit was required. She says she never asked the police to respond. There was no point in having the police come. That wasn't the, that wasn't it. I just wanted them to be quiet or move to a corner. Now, did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? She didn't call the police. She pretended to call the police. She pretended to call the police. Here, I'm going to show, I'm going to let you guys hear it one more time. Then says she called police to ask them if indeed a permit was required. She says she never asked the police to respond. There was no point in having the police come. That wasn't the, that wasn't it. I just wanted them to be quiet or move to a corner. Now, she's saying that she didn't call the, well, call the police, but then tell them to respond. She had so much backlash so much backlash in social media that people ended up finding out her name and what she does for a living. What she does for a living is give pets, like she has um, her own mar marijuana dispensary um, thing. She does, you know, she grows marijuana for a living, but she does, she has it for also pets. The funny thing is, she does it without a permit. Wow, isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? Doesn't have a permit, but yet cares about a, a little black girl selling water. You know what I'm saying? But that's what these white supremacists like to do. They like to, you know, bend the rules or whatever. But this is very ironic here. A couple of days ago, it came out. The police call. The police call was recorded and it came out for, to the public. And it's very interesting what it says. Here, I'm gonna let you guys listen to it. Friday, June. Oh, I'm sorry. San Francisco 911. What's the exact location? I'm on the sidewalk. Hi, I'm having someone that um, does not have a vendor permit that's selling water across from the ballpark. Uh, about that? Okay, one second. Let me transfer you over to the police department. Hang on. Great, thank you. 1720 and 17 seconds. 1720 and 27 seconds. You guys heard that? She didn't ask. Oh, hey, can, um, is this even a possibility? Can this happen? She didn't ask. You know what I'm saying? That's white supremacy right there at play. She, there's, there was interviews of her saying she never called and then she did call just to ask. You know what I'm saying? It's not making sense. Now this comes out. This comes out and like she didn't even ask. She goes like, listen, somebody's selling water out here, blah, 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 without a permit. Oh, I'm going to transfer to the, to the cops. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Get the fuck out of here. That's what white supremacists like to do. And we live in the system of white supremacy. And we got to start learning how to call these people out. See who they are, you know? Also, did y'all see that, um, 
that junior, that junior thing, are y'all, are y'all up on that? With that junior case? And for, for, for those who don't know, um, I've been on my Instagram talking a little bit about it. Um, junior, uh, well, Felice was mine, you know, uh, he, he was stabbed up, up in the Bronx, 15 year old kid, um, stabbed up by a bunch of, um, Trinitarios, you know, Dominican gang up in, up in the Bronx. Um, he was, you know, it was because of mistaken identity or whatever. At first, the news report said that he, um, there was a sex tape, um, and the girl was getting raped, right? And the guy on the sex tape was this kid, Junior, who they mistaken. Then it came out saying that there was a sex tape, they were mistaken of the kid, or whatever the case is, um, but the girl um, wasn't getting raped, so to protect her boyfriend, because they were looking for this dude, she said, no, nah, it was Junior, it was this kid, or whatever, and she knew that uh, she knew Junior, so she set him up talking about give me five dollars or whatever the case is, and he went downstairs. So he was running from the gang because after he went downstairs, he kind of found out what was going on. So he's running from them and shit. So that was the story. Now, now is coming out saying that Junior was running away because the gang caught him. And the they, they they confused him with a rival gang. Now that's the official story. They confused him with a rival gang, and that's the main reason why they stabbed him up and all this other shit. Now there's a lot of conflicting stories with that. A lot of conflicting stories, cause I don't know what 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 is real and what's not now. You feel me? I don't know what's real and what's not. Because one minute is because of the sex tape, then I'm hearing, and then now something else. You know what I'm saying? Also, um, I, I'm hearing that that girl on the sex tape, she's under witness protection. I don't know how true that is, but there's a video out of her getting confronted. You know, somebody found out where she lives and shit, and they were like basically, you know, stepping up to her. They were pressing her and shit. You know what I mean? So. I don't know, you know, what's going on. I'm not going to talk too much about it anymore until, like, the whole official, official story comes out. But guess what? They ended up catching them kids, man. They ended up catching them kids. They ended up catching them. All eight of them. Some of them with jersey and all this other stuff. One of them dyed their hair blonde so they won't get caught, which is stupid, you know. But, yo, you know, they ended up catching them kids. And it's an unfortunate thing. Um, that's what happens when, you know, we live in the hood. And, you know, these, you know, we're surrounded by, you know, economic deprivation. You know what I'm saying? It's economic deprivation. You know? You know what I'm saying? So that basically just goes into my topic for today. Understanding white supremacy. Understanding white supremacy. Now, let me just break down some rules of white supremacy first. Because in the last time I did this, I broke down the rules. You know, rule one, rule two. This is going to be rule three and rule four. 
and the three things I'm going to talk about in understanding white supremacy is war, politics, and law. They all go hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? They all go hand in hand. Um, so the first rule, don't let women and children be exempt from the effects of white supremacy. That's rule. That's rule three. I'm sorry. Rule three. Don't let women and children be exempt from the effects of white supremacy. Now, what does that mean? That means that whatever I do to the black, I'm talking as a white supremacist, right? Whatever I do to the black community, it's going to be affected to everyone, regardless of gender, nationality, whatever they claim being gay, they're an alien, it doesn't matter, they're fucking black. And they're gonna get treated the same. Children, doesn't matter. Some examples. In 1927, Buck vs. Bell, it hasn't been overturned. Basically, this is giving the government the green light to sterilize women. You heard me correct. Sterilize women. This is just one example. Another example is in Puerto Rico. That's how um, we got birth control. The doctors over there were testing it on Puerto Rican women, native Puerto Rican women. A lot of them died, a lot of them became sterile, and they end up finding out, you know, how to, you know, birth control, how to prevent, you know, the, the, the fusion of the egg and the sperm. But that's what, that's what they did. They, Nobody, nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets a pass. The main attack is the male. You understand? But white supremacy, you know, covers everything. You feel me? It covers everything. Women and children are not exempt. Sandra Bland, look at that. She got stopped by some bullshit law, you know, bullshit reason. And she died in jail under police custody. Once, not trying to get into no conspiracy theories, but th that's another example. You know, the Casual Killing Act. This is affecting children. The Casual Killing Act. I believe I said this law, part of this law, in some episodes ago. But the Casual Killing Act. This act was enacted in Virginia. And it basically gave a pass to the person um, acting, you know, beating, beating someone to death. Basically, essentially, that's what it is. Um, this law protected the one beating, the beater, from, uh, you know, any legal prosecution if the person died and the beating was due to an act of punishment or... Um, you know, you're correcting, you're correcting something, you know, the casual killing act. Now, if you really focus in that law and you dive deep, you end up finding out that the casual killing act protected white women more 
than any other, you know, gender. Now, you would want to ask, why is it protecting white women? The reason why it's protecting white women is because they were beating someone to death so frequently that they had to make a law. And now you're going to have to ask, who were they beating frequently, so frequently, that they had to make a law to protect them? Black children. They were beating black children to the point of death under the guise of correction. I'm correcting him, so it's okay if I beat him. And you beat them to death. That's another example of, you know, women and children not being exempt. You know, Trayvon Martin. You know, another one. You know, there's videos of children getting arrested or whatever. You know, that's rule three. That's rule three. Rule four. Use other people of color to maintain the system of white supremacy, a.k.a tokenized people of color now what does a tokenized person of color mean meaning anybody that's non-white who's viewed or allowed to be in a superior position like in politics um a you know higher position like a principal you know just give you little small examples um, a high part, like, like you know, ma- uh, hiring manager or whatever the case is. The president, you know. Having that as a statue, you know. And, but not allowing that person of color to help his community out. That's what that means. So, some examples here. You know, um... Look at Obama. Obama didn't really do anything for the black community. He did a lot for the Latin community. I'm not going to lie. Did a lot for the Latin community, but we shouldn't just, you know, go out here and celebrate because they didn't help our black uh, brethren out at all, you know? He didn't do anything for the black community. That's one major example right there, you know? He didn't do anything specifically. And the thing is... No other politician does anything specifically for black people. And in reality, they don't do anything specifically for Latin people either because the only thing that they focus on is immigrant, 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 immigrant. Okay, we're here now. What else? You know what I'm saying? What else? Because we're, we're Latinos are just okay with this label of being an immigrant, but you really, you really don't, you know, see... That there's more, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't just accept that. But that's all they do for Latinos. Oh, immigration, 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 immigration. Okay, we're still all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? We're still all fucked up. So that's not really, you know, not helping us at all. You know, a, a group of oppressed people, or an oppressed person, cannot help another group collectively that are oppressed. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. You know? And the thing is, in history, we see that we fear promotions. 
you know that's where hating comes from you know what i'm saying it goes deep it, it really goes deep that's where hating comes from because usually whenever someone gets promoted you automatically be like oh the root you know they're taking them the their their status to the head you know what i'm saying yo you you were one of us calm down you know what i'm saying that gets that 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 fucks with people you know that's people with low self-esteem and all that shit you know who can't see someone who is in the same level as them succeed or whatever the case is but that's something else but yeah but it goes all the way back to slavery it goes all the way back to slavery i don't want to see you get promoted because now you'll become my oppressor now since you're my oppressor no i don't want to see you succeed i don't want to see you get promoted why would i want to see you get promoted for you know it's very deep it's very deep you know so those are the two rules now step four in understanding white supremacy is law remember we're, we're talking about three things today war politics and law now law how is white supremacy affecting law very easy you guys could listen to my last interview did a whole interview on that the blindfold law you know a couple of states they have that law enacted new york especially that's very racial it's racially motivated why because you're being convicted of a crime and you're not even allowed to see the the evidence that they have until they go to trial and they'll never go to trial and they just keep on dragging it out dragging it out saying that we're not ready we're not ready we're not ready and they'll drag it out drag it out drag it out at that time you'll still be in prison if you haven't posted bail and sometimes these bills are pretty high especially in the bronx because we can't afford them and they'll let you just sit in there and guess what that's a that's a racial law that's a racial law stop and frisk another racial law if you look since you know you you know since the dominant society likes to look at stats let's look at the stat the stats of stop and frisk majority of them were black and latinos black and latinos i i i'm in new york i you know in the bronx you know what i'm saying i literally for a whole month i got stopped every day every day for a whole week for a whole week in that one month i got stopped every day it became a common occurrence because usually within a whole month my average time getting stopped was three sometimes four it was a regular thing to me yeah no problem yeah search me blah 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 that's it they don't find nothing I, I go you know what I'm saying got to the point that I even knew the cops you know what I'm saying but for a whole month I literally got stopped every day and uh, you know for I'm sorry for that one week in that one month I got stopped every day in that one day, I got stopped five times. That's crazy. 
that's crazy. It got to the point where I started to think that I'm doing something wrong. You feel me? But I was getting stopped every day. A group of us, black and Latinos, getting stopped. I remember a cop stopped me one time just coming out of the bodega. Oh, you say how did that person? Yeah, because I know him. Get on the ground! You know what I'm saying? I'm on the ground and all that. They're searching my pockets. What, do you got anything in your pockets that could stick me? Nah, I, I don't. I literally just got a chopped cheese. I'm, I'm going home. Like, shut up! And they're looking at me like, where's the drugs? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I don't got no drugs, man. I just got a chopped cheese. I'm going, going home. You know what I'm saying? That's a racial law. Stop and frisk. Extremely racial. Extremely racial. Another racialized law. Look what Trump is doing. Look what Trump is doing about the whole separation of the kids and calling, you know, immigrants that come here MS-13 and um, rapists and, you know, they don't amount to nothing, all that other stuff. Those are racial laws. You think he's going to actually do something good for the Latin community? Yeah, I heard my last episode. Come on. They ain't going to do nothing. He ain't going to do nothing good, B. Come on. It's another racial law. You know what I'm saying? I could go down the list. I could go down the list. You know? Like the drug laws. You get more time for having marijuana than you do for any other drug. You know what I'm saying? A lot of our people are incarcerated because of non-violent drug offenses. The, um, Michelle Alexandra talked about that in her book, The New Jim Crow. You know? This is real. That's just a law. That's just a law. Now, that's connected to politics. Of course, it's connected to politics. These people get go up in there and talk about how they're gonna shit on black and Latino people all day. All day, shit you not, all day. They talk about that shit all day. It's like a sport to them, you know what I'm saying? It's like a sport to them. They do that shit and talk about that shit all day. Now, how do I know if they talk about these type of things all day? Oh, very easy. Look at some of these polit- um, politicians. See what they talk about. You know, in, in Charlottesville, you saw you have some of these politicians actually coming out supporting, um, you know, these white nationalist groups. You don't think they're not talking about racial racial politics? You know what I'm saying? Look at Georgia. Cops are being trained to spot, uh, spot out on people who smoke weed. A a news report came out saying that the majority of people who got stopped and arrested for smoking weed came back clean, that they never smoke weed, and the majority of them are black. Who you think made that law? Politicians. Who you think made stop and frisk? Politicians. Who you think made the blindfold law? Politicians. These politicians come up here and start, you know, making crazy-ass laws. Why? Because crime in the black and white community is actually down. 
is actually down. So they're trying to figure out different ways to get us locked up because that's the new slavery. Getting locked up is a new slavery. I want you guys to look up something. When uh, Trump became the president that day, the next day, the prison stock prices went up. Look that up, I shit you not. The stocks of prisons went up. The next day, literally the next day that he got into, you know, he got elected. You know what I'm saying? The next day went up. And throughout his whole time in office, he's been saying some crazy, crazy white supremacist shit. Crazy. He's surrounding himself with like super villains, you know? All these white supremacists he's surrounding himself with. Steve Banning, Jeff Sessions, come on, man. This is not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. We gotta understand what white supremacy is. We definitely gotta understand what white supremacy is. You know what I'm saying? And the last thing, war. How does white supremacy affect war? Well, the most recent ones for some of, the, uh, for some of our people, you know, if you're anywhere between, you know, 20 and 30 or 35, is, you know, the whole George Bush going to Iran type of thing, you know? That's a, let's call it what it is, it's a black country. And they just go in there and start bombing the fuck out of places under the guise of freedom, under the guise of America, under the guise that we're doing something good for the people. You know what I'm saying? And the thing with that is, that's a, you know, that's another example of white supremacy. I can even take it back further. When Ronald Reagan was in the presidency, my man started funding. You know, he, he, he was the main reason why um, crack cocaine came into uh, the black community. Why? Because they needed to fund the Contras. And what was the Contras doing? Fighting a war. White supremacy, there again sacrificing the health of the black community for their own economic gain. That's another example right there. Don't believe me? Look at this book called Dark Alliance by Gary Webb. He uncovered this whole thing. I'm telling you people, I am telling you. We gotta understand white supremacy. This is something we have to do. We have to understand the white supremacy. If we do not understand it, we're going to be lost out here. We are not going to know where to turn to. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. We have to understand white supremacy because we're literally in a racialized war every day. If we don't get on cold... We're going to lose. Why? White supremacists think about harming us 24-7. 24-7, 24-7, 7 seven days a week, 24-7. And we just want to just party bullshit. Nah. Nah, we got to get on war, you know, tactic, 
just like them. You know what I'm saying? Just like them. Well, I thought it was going to be a long episode, but it's not. <laughs> um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, I pretty much, you know, took every bullet point that I needed to talk about. Um, I thought it was going to be a long episode. It looks like it isn't. Well, you know, that's good for you guys, right? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to hear me talk that much. Um, reach me out on Instagram and Twitter at Radical underscore Latino underscore. Both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hit me up. Tell me what y'all think. Any suggestions? Um, let me know what y'all, how y'all feeling. And all right, I'm out.